Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Uh, we're brought to you by Extend. XTENDAV.com. I mean, I guess we can talk about that a little bit if we really want to. Donnell Rawlings is going to join us here momentarily. Uh, comedian, uh, actor. Ten or so minutes, yeah. Here in about ten minutes live. If I you're listening live. I mean, if you're not listening live, he'll be here in about ten or so minutes. So, I mean, what the hell, right? I we're forgot, brought to you by Extend. I forgot he was in The Wire. He was in the wire. He was in the wire. First season. He was in the wire? He was mm-hmm. in the wire. Oh, that's right. He was in the wire. Did you guys know that Donnell Rawlings was in the wire? Uh, I heard he was in the wire. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about this audio or not? Uh, Sure. But You're... then we'd have to play it. And I don't know if we can play it. I don't even know if you want to play it. It was pretty bad. Like you and I have gotten oh, for into fights. Our listeners, you don't think our listeners can it's, handle it? No, our listeners can, but it's just it's really bad stuff. Like I mean, like yeah, it's a it's a St. Louis radio show. Yeah, and on that radio show, they're like a rock show, like right out of nineteen ninety eight. That is very much so. The yeah, uh, it's called the Edge. Is the imaging yeah. of the? That's a very much southern. Like we had one in Tulsa. There was one in Little Rock when I lived there. That's very much a. We didn't have see that. I know that you you're from Cleveland, and so you have mm. you know, the buzzard and everything like that. Yeah. But like he like in Canton, we just had Rock 106.9 and like O N E and yeah, mm-hmm. that that's all we had. Like we didn't have the Edge, right. the X, the like we didn't have those things. Which I'm sure they were the. That's the I, station that still like. We'll still play Nirvana and Pearl yeah. Jam and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize like that's how most stations what? were programmed. Did Rock or just branded? It's dead. Did, did Rock end after 1999? No, no there was no mid 2000s. There, there was, was stuff. the Shine Down Crossfade era. Of what the I still early don't get 2000s. is why did it end? People still love people still so... love drums. People still yeah, love guitar. Do. Everybody's talking what, about drums. People love everything's a crossover. People, now. But I don't understand. Why would that have gone away? Now Do those biggest... people not like that? All the people that listen to that stuff when I was working out at the old at the old gym in Chesterland, Elite Fitness. We got over there on. What do you well, mean? The Why biggest, did it go away? The biggest rock star now is MGK, 
I thought it was who, Harry Styles. Who, to me, is a rapper still. Well, he's mm-hmm. a pop star. You know, that's pop music. What happened to, to Good us. Charlotte? <laughs> one of them's married to... Yeah, uh, one of them's married to Nicole Richie, yeah. right? Oh, my God. They got, like, four kids. So, I don't understand. seems like that void... They're just living the lifestyles of the rich and the famous. You're telling me people wouldn't love that music uh, if it came out again? I know music's yeah, supposed just, to work. Yeah, MGK made it last year. He did a whole... No, um, but that yeah. doesn't even sound it's like the, the stuff thing. that I'm talking about. It, so- it kind of sounds a lot like what my uh, buddies used to listen. I, I mean, I had alternate alternative buddies. Who, and that's mm-hmm. what kind of it sounds like. That's what MGK used to sound like. Or it sounds like now. Not used to sound like. Mm-hmm. Used to sound like no, rap. he now used he sounds to. Like, yeah. yeah, it sounds He's like something different now. now. Yeah, yeah. That's what he sounds like now. Uh, either way, it was it was a radio show. There were three of them. Uh, there was the main guy who also. It's a two-hour radio show. Uh, and I listened to about an hour of it yesterday. Are you serious? Because I wanted to see. This was all me stalling before I had to go. Well, now there's there's going to be three of them. It's going to be three openings, and I think the TV station there is well, going to Wait a minute. Why are you getting rid of the producer? The one guy wasn't doing anything. He was telling him to stop. He was. He was actually trying to to handle it. And they were the best. Well, is, being a producer, I can tell you how many times you try to tell people to stop and how many <laughs> times they listen to you. <laughs> okay. and, and, and I listened to about an hour of this as I was trying to stall before I had to go upstairs and tend to the baby. Ugh. So the games were boring. The football was boring. So I, I wanted to hear what led to this. And I could hear it. Now, of course, I knew what had happened. So maybe it was easier. But I could hear the dissension in the show. Really? And anytime you hear dissension in a show that not just real, because Ken and I have had dissension that is real. We had dissension yesterday. But if, but if you listen to us. We had dissension us, yesterday right after the first segment. But, I could tell. But but if you listen to us, you also can hear the next segment where, mm. oh, yeah, these guys are buddies. Like, yeah, these guys argue like real people argue. Well, They did not argue like buddies argue. Did I? They argued like they wanted each other dead. Not just out of a job. They argued like they wanted each other out of their lives. I disagree. I think he argued like he wanted her gone. That's what he did. I, I only heard her kind of defend herself. That's all I heard. It was a, it was altogether it sounded like a completely immature you argument. You can find it. Just just yeah. Google Fox 2 St. Louis. And they it'll, it'll they argued up. like you argue in middle school or high school. Yeah. Where you but, have to get the last word. You can't and, let something go, and, and it's not say, evolving into something smarter. Normally, Ken, when we argue, we get yes. we get in the in the weeds, and we get really stupid, and we get really juvenile. And then five minutes later, we move the argument along because you can't just keep it in that I same say spot. Things to you that I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say to anybody else unless I was in a moving vehicle. Obviously, <laughs> no, I uh, you wouldn't say those type of things. Like it, it was, it was very sixth grade. Let's just say horrifically but insulting. The difference is we respect each other. They don't re- respect each other, respect. and you can hear. I, it. I don't think I, I really. I, it only sounded one sided to me. It, it sounded, it sounded like the guy. To me, it sounded like a guy who was upset about his own ego. Yes. And, oh my and God, that's all like I could think about being challenged. It was all I could think about was he has no respect for her. She's just she's playing her role on the show. And I don't mean to belittle that. Everybody has a role on a radio show to make a radio show sound the way it is. I don't know how good the ratings are of that show. I, I mean, listening to it, it sounded like a fine radio show. They got really political, and it was very one sided political, but that's fine. There's an audience for that, certainly. And he. I could see it in his eyes. Yeah. He in his eyes was going, shut up, shut up. I don't respect your opinion. You I'm the show. This thing? Oh, I did. You could see oh. it. Every show, every radio show uh, right now oh, all of them. in oh, 2022 all of them? is on all of them? is on television. Oh, they all are. Even if they're on a cruise. 
Uh, they're oh, on television. Okay, they all are. Okay. They all are. So I'm watching this go down, and they are stuck on something that happened yesterday, and they couldn't move forward. And I'm like, oh my god, I can see where this is derailing. Mm. And the guy, here's the the catch here, is the guy that hosts the show and is clearly the number one. He's the lead on the show. He then, he then happens to be one of the lead TV guys in town. He's like the pretty boy. And he played football at the local school there. He played football at Mizzou. And he's like the, the big thing. He's one of the big things there. And all I could think about was, oh, no, dude, shut up. Dude, you're going to cost yourself not only this job. You're going to cost yourself the other job, but he had to get the last word in. And he had to do it off the air. And you made the astute point, which is, huh, how did we get a recording of what happened off the air? Why would somebody have been recording something that happened off the air? Because he had to have said it so many times before that finally she (laughs) said enough was enough and decided to record him. She's like, if we're going down, if I'm going down, because she knows he has the ear of the decision makers in that town. He's the one. He's the Ken Carmen, so if you will. He's threatened her he, so yes. many times. I've never threatened your job. He, but he for crying out loud. He is the one. Owen. He, I mean, he is the one. Let's be honest. Things at my job. Let's yeah. be honest. On that show, that guy's making the money. That he is the he is the guy on the billboards. He's on TV and he's on radio. And both TV takes credit for him and radio takes credit for him. He's doing both. And so he's like, I don't need to hear this woman anymore. Uh, basically, he th- tells her on the air, or no, off the air. He tells her off the air after telling her on the air what bad radio it was. When you're telling somebody that you're doing bad All radio, right. that's the one conversation well, you terrible. should probably have well, off the air. Well, let's, let's do what we do best. Let's make it about us. Yes. Am I turning yours down too while I'm turning mine mm-hmm. down? Or is it just know. mine? Okay. No, his let's, is over there. Okay, no, let's do what we do best and make it about us. Yes. I am... I'm obsessed with the show to a fault. And ever since even doing other things, I, I've, it's, it's made me more paranoid about this show. And so everything's about this show. Well, this show's the one that's going to get you fired on both. Why, when, why do you say that? Because this is the one that we are allowed to expound upon our thoughts. Uh, TV's well, quick It's definitely the not the other way. You're I, not going to do something there that they're like, get him off the radio station. Yesterday, well, that's true. Yesterday, I went into there. <laughs> Come on, like Burt Kreischer without your shirt on. <laughs> before my commentary, I go, hey. And they go, yeah. And I go, the Russians. can I say <laughs> it's not Nick Chubb's fault you lost your ass on the Browns yesterday? And he goes, no, Ken. You can't say that people lost their ass on the Browns yesterday. I go, I could do it on the radio. And he goes, you know there's a difference. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I know. I just needed to make sure. And then I went back in and I said something else. At least you asked. Yeah, well, I had to. A lot of other guys went out of I ask first. Well, because I knew it would be, I'm like, well, what can I get away with and what can I? I'm a businessman. i got to try to get away. Well, I'm not a very good businessman, but at least I know That's the true. difference there. But I can. Uh, I, I think I can I can try to figure it out, as we can tell with Nice nice Steakhouse, uh, which is still open some way, somehow. Either way. Um, I, Does Cade York still eat for free there, though? Uh, yes, Cade, okay. yes, yes. One missed field goal, one missed extra yeah. point. It wasn't it wasn't Nick Chubb's fault or Cade York's fault, either way. But like, um, I've had, I've had um, very intense conversations before about this show with Owen, with you, with Double A. I'll I'll admit that wholeheartedly, and the whole thing with you and I. I'd, I'd like to do this show with you forever. Um, with Owen, I, you know, I don't know what Owen's goals are. I'd be happy. You could just say, I'd like to do it with you too, Owen, forever. You could do that. I don't know what your goals are. I'd love for that. you to do it with us forever. Just I think trying not to die before seem, the end of the day. You seem very happy to be in your role right now. Yeah, I like Much happier in your previous role. Yeah. 
for Double A, I mean, if we're just being honest here, I think Double A's Double A's future is clear in what he wants to do. Right, he's got and that I, jazz show he's doing, and I want him to be. I want him to yeah. be able to attain it. And it's like I want him to do everything he can to do it. And there's days where I have my opinions on certain issues that I, he's doing to get to that level, and I let him know. But I I think I do it in a. I'm a veteran, and he's not as he hasn't been in it as long as I have. But I, I think I try to do it as respectful as I can. But yeah, there's been times where I've been very angry before. Absolutely, there's been times so, where I've been angry. I, I in, in going back to that argument and in listening because there's that one, one time with that with that sound mix up right before Christmas. He threw he threw the his notebook. notebook. I, yeah. I see. I wouldn't I, see if I would have been there. I wouldn't have been. I probably wouldn't have been that angry. But since I couldn't see him and I was mad because uh, Lima gave me COVID. Um, I was very, very agitated that day. And I, I told, I, and I told double A, I said, I, I probably shouldn't have been as animated as I was. I didn't say a cuss word. I yelled. I, I'm just trying to think. I did not cuss. There's one time in my career. Should have recorded it. There's one, was not he here. He probably did. There was one time in my career where somebody had gotten to me so much and yes, ego played a role and I got into it to such a point yeah. where I was getting ready to do a live hit on TV and I turned around and told an individual to shut the blank up. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. I would never do that again. If there was film of that, that could end my career. Uh, and I get along with her now. We totally get along. We buried the hatchet. And I apologize. Oh, my God. I go, I, there's a lot of things going on in my life. That was my fault. That was not you. Yes, I wasn't happy with something you did, but we talked about it. And that was it. But then you learn. I was also 28 29 years old at That's the time. Before we even met. And so you make those mistakes. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. Listening to that audio of that train wreck radio show in St. Louis, I feel like that's going to cost that guy's TV gig too now. Oh, I think it will. Uh, we're excited uh, to talk about probably not that, but so much more is <laughs> none other than as I read the paper in front of me. Donnell and Earthquake bringing their legendary tour to the Masonic Cleveland Auditorium. I saw Bone Thugs and Harmony there, by the way. Friday, September 23rd at 8 p.m. Uh, Donnell could be seen in Snoop Dogg's Blank Around Comedy Special on Netflix alongside Cat Williams and Mike Epps. Uh, you saw him alongside or co-starring the Adam McKay-directed HBO miniseries Winning Time, Rise of the Lakers Dynasty, uh, which I did watch. I did, uh, I did keep up with that. Uh, Donnell, thanks for coming on with us. Thank you. First off, you can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got you. you forgot one credit, the most viewed comedian on TMZ. That's a better credit. <laughs> what happened? What happened now? Oh, my! don't say now. I was just, okay, maybe I blew myself up. I'll just say it's just very interesting. I'll just put it like this. I have 2,000 TMZ interviews, <laughs> one in the daytime and one late at night. And the one late at night is a lot more entertaining than the daytime. Now, is that you outside the comedy clubs or the nightclubs? Because that's where they get everybody. Exactly. Okay, I'm sorry. I think I opened up a can of worms. No, that's fine. That's, <laughs> that's fine. That's the best time to get you guys because for those that don't know, and I, I told a story about this because, you know, we're in Cleveland. The TMZ is not here. Uh, we don't have to worry about any of that. But the last Oh, time- yes, you do. Everybody here is a TMZ reporter. Oh, Go ahead. Oh, citizen journalism. Yeah. Uh, l- last time I was in L.A., we were outside of uh, Delilah, and I think oh, Migos God, was there, and TMZ was just lined up, ready to get anybody. And somebody's like, oh, that's crazy. You were in the same spot as where TMZ is. I go, no, they're everywhere. They're outside of every yeah, club. But, but Delilah is a hot spot. They got me a couple times coming out of there. 
I one time I was so ripped up that I talked so long that they closed the camera lens and said Donald. <laughs> they was like, that's the only time TMZ said TMI, man. Go to sleep, Donnell. <laughs> <That's correct. laughs> Donnell is joining us on the show. So you're in winning time. You watch the Showtime Lakers. Can you discuss at all about about winning time and how close it was to the real Lakers? Because Jerry West was very upset about his portrayal. Well, the reason why Jerry West was upset about his portrayal because Jerry West wasn't making money off of Jerry West's portrayal. <laughs> you know, it's hard to pre- it's hard to appreciate somebody makes some money off of your story, whichever angle it was. But I thought Adam McCann did a great job because. You would think, like, if you think about the Lakers and the time that it was a big dynasty, for the most part, the names that reach um, appeal to you more than anything is like Kareem and Magic. That's what we thought the Lakers dynasty was. But the thing I like about this show is that it gives you a little backstory on what it took for Jerry West to put that team together, how he was to losing his fortune, the partying went, that went down during that time. And to be quite honest, I think Jerry um, West's character is the most interesting of the series. But I can understand why um, the guy who built all of that, again, couldn't make any money off of it. I can understand how he'd be upset about it. But it's a very fun show. My bio reads that I co-starred. I'm not co-star. I play um, Magic Johnson's uh, father's friend from the, um, <laughs> from the uh, car plant. And I got limited time on screen. But just to be able to be associated with the people that were involved with that, and it going into a second season, I feel good about that. No, you got a good publicist, so that's okay. Um, you you yeah. are from... Uh, you're from what near the Beltway? You're in you're in Virginia. You're from Virginia. You Commanders fan? Yeah, I'm a Commanders fan. I mean, I'm such a Commanders fan that I don't know who the Commanders are. I mean, it's HTTRR forever. I'm sorry, man. Okay, so we went through this. Donnell, yeah, we went ahead. we went through this. We we just went through a name change for our baseball team. That uh-huh. we went from uh, the Indians with Chief Wahoo. <laughs> we're the Guardians now. You guys are the Commanders. Now I would expect a comedian. Uh, who who most comedians right now railing in some degree against cancel culture and everything. We've had a lot of fans, a lot of listeners that are really upset that this team and the owner changed the name of the team. Where is, where does a comedian like you, who has your own thoughts, do you have a stance on that? No, is I don't that... have a stance. I, I I don't have a stance on it, and and it shouldn't be the thing about cancel culture is always like. Someone has to be upset about the way somebody – I don't have a stance on it. I know I'll continue to bring comedy the way I do it. If you're offended, you know, I don't, I don't even apologize. You might want to find a different comic. There's enough comics to, to suit everybody's needs. But if you change the team from Redskins to the Commanders, and you don't get away from the stereotype because the first thing you'd see was Commander, Commander-in-Chief. Now we're still with Native Americans again. So I don't know what we did for that. But I, I, one thing I think is people are so, so sensitive, especially when it comes to my art form. If I had some of the opinions I have as a preacher or a pastor or somebody like that, that, you know, like, I, like I'm a person that could really have a, a huge effect and change your life, I can understand that being a little bit more sensitive. But as a comic, when you're paying money, not to hear how, how you think through somebody's voice, but how, you, how they think through their voice, and that's what makes the comedian interesting. What makes the comedian interesting is that this is my perspective on life, and these are the things that I see. It's not what you see. And now we're living in an era where 
when I first started 30 years ago, you a lot of times you got introduced by comics for the first time. You didn't know a backstory. You couldn't Google them. You didn't know anything about them other than this comics coming to the stage. And I can understand the situation. But now when it comes to buying a ticket, when it comes to choosing a program you want, you have so many ways to avoid that situation. If you wonder what type of person Donnell is, Google me. TMZ will show up. My body of work will show up. And then, and then the people that have followed me and know who I am, they're going to show up and they're going to show up and laugh. So, so if you come into this show, if you come into this show, like, oh my God, I wonder if I'm, you will. So why is it then, Donnell, we're talking to Donnell Rawlings, who's coming to town, Masonic Auditorium, that is September 23rd, 8 p.m. Why in the world do we see uh, comics on stage, whether it's at the cellar, whether it's the comedy store, anywhere, in any town? Why are we seeing people try to come up on stage? Why are we seeing people get heckled? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The reason, why, the, reason why we're, the reason why we're seeing it now, because everybody's a journalist, everybody's a reporter. The reason the, these things did not, like, this is not a wave. I've been a, a, a people, somebody has tried to attack me three times on stage. But the reason why you sit it now because everybody has a camera, everybody has a phone. We we are like living in a world now where like everything that you do, you're being broadcast for some type of outlet, for some type of content. That's why it is. You don't think somebody tried to uh, run up on Richard Pryor back in the day, or somebody got offended by it. It's been there, but now you have everybody recording. That's that's what it is. And I think some of it is not. I don't know if it's people that want to harm you as much as people that want their five minutes, 15 minutes of fame. They're like this. I don't want to work toward anything. I don't want to do what Dave Chappelle did to get to the point where he is. I don't want to work as hard as Donnell to get there. I want to go viral, and I want to be famous instantly. And that's where we are right now. Donnell Rawlings joining us on the show. You got attacked on stage? Tell us about this. Oh, well, it was, a, it was a good one. This is how I earned my stripes in Brooklyn. I was on stage at this hole-in-wall spot in Brooklyn, and this guy, something about being in New York, you got to claim where you're from. Like, BX is for the Bronx, BK for Brooklyn. And I was doing a show in BK, and it was a guy from the BX, and he kept confusing BK with BX. He kept saying BX, I said BK. And then he was like, F that, BX. And then he tried to rush the stage, and I was in the perfect position. I had the mic in my right hand, and I hit this dude with a three-piece. Bop, bop, bop. And I'm not claiming to be a fighter or anything, but it's something about 
clobbering a dude with a microphone with surround sound where you can hear every sound. And after I threw the third punch, I went back on stage and finished my finished my show. And that's when they anointed me the king of Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, that is incredible. Uh, I, I, I just I asked the question because obviously everybody saw what happened or saw about it after the fact, what happened with Will Smith and Chris Rock. You toured with Chris Rock. You, you obviously, you, you know Dave Chappelle. I mean, what are these guys saying? Because they're, they're not getting canceled. They're not going to get canceled. Louis C.K., as much as he got canceled, right. he still can d- uh, directly market right to his audience and still make a million anytime he wants to. You know what? I said the same thing. People like oh, Louis Camp. No, he's not canceled. And first off, Louis has been a millionaire so long that the excitement about, you know, you get, when you have a lot of money for a long period of time, your excitement toward more money is different. You know what I'm saying? It's a person be like, you know what? I don't want that $2 million offer. I know I'm worth 10 But then you got a person that's never seen that type of money like, I need that $2 million. You can't count him. What you can do is like, you could take some of his creative outlets away. You could take his TV show away. Lou is never a person that was connected to any major corporation. So the only thing he had was those shows. And the thing, this is why you can't get, certain people can't get canceled. He had a loyal fan base. So, and then not only that, Louis C.K. is what we call a comedian's comedian. He's things to perform. That's our level of therapy. Whether you like me or not, and whatever, um, whatever I've done, I am such a comedian that I have to find out what's the comedy in that. And even in his, one of his last special, again, he was nominated for an Emmy. He said, come on, guys, everybody has a thing. Everybody has a thing. It's just that everybody knows my thing. Boom. <laughs> you don't have no more power. And you can't take, you can say, oh, Louis, who will drop you or anything. But you cannot stop him. He's built a career off of his name as a comic. You can't stop him from using his talents to make money. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. You might not see it promoted that much, but okay, Louis say I want to do two theaters this weekend. is sold out. I make my money. I go home, play with my kids, and I'm good. Do we ever see a watershed where... Instead of the canceling, we just move on. We we say that's no, someone that's we what, don't want to see. Go ahead. What no? What, the thing is, we already like people are bored with the idea of cancel culture because you you understand, and I think, and I commend Dave not trying to start a fight with anybody, but standing on the grounds of freedom of speech. And this is an art. You take away all the personal feelings you have from from me. You take away what your personal agenda is, because I've watched. Uh, Chappelle's closer. He's a good friend of mine. Pinning him to be a transphobic person is just like, it boils me every time I hear it because I know his character. I know how he cared about his community. I know how he befriended this uh, transgender comic in San Francisco that he befriended not as a, not as a what you identify first, but the way comedians want to befriend you and get to know you as a comic. Are you somebody that enjoys this art as much as I do? Do you respect this craft as much? We could talk about what you want to be called later, but do you respect that? So I've seen him display that. So you come in and it's unfortunate. I know that. I know 100%. That's not how it is. But what's happened is we give a small percentage, um, uh, a majority of the pain or how you want to perceive things. If you have 100 people that watch Chappelle's Closer, or any controversial stand-up, you probably have three, four people that are outraged, but we give the attention to those three or four people that are outraged 
instead of supporting the 97 people that enjoyed it and not they'll take offense to it. We take away the power of a small voice. I know voices need to be heard on certain things, but we're taking the power away and we're giving it back to the, the most important, the most powerful people in any form is the people that support you. So with that said, the most powerful people in my life is not Hollywood, it's not a director, it's not a producer, person that pays money to see me perform. That's who I can, that's who I'm committed to, and that's my boss. So obviously Donnell would have no problem with what we were talking about earlier today with fans booing, say, the Browns defense after a huge Titanic meltdown. We had a player, Miles Garrett, come out and say that he wasn't happy that uh, the fans booed after they had a huge meltdown against the Jets. Uh, is that all that no, different? No, you can't, you, can't, you can't be mad at that. You can't be mad. If anything, um, look, Michael Jackson say, if you want to make a change, take a look at yourself and make a change. Look in the mirror. How can I work harder to not for my fans? Fans will ride or die with you, right? But you cannot uh, dismiss their frustration. You can't do that because those same ones that are booing you right now because of meltdown, mm-hmm. you're going to love when they're on your jock. And everything you do, everybody's going crazy. So you have to. The only way you get 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 rid of that is you got to win. You got to win, or people got to feel like you're doing everything you can to win, or anything, any sports or anything, anything. If everybody does their job the way they were trained and everything, for the most part, you're gonna get good results. And then those people that are upset, okay, they're booing you. Why? Did I did I miss a block? Did I miss a tackle? Why are they booing me? Is there anything I can do to change? Because you know fans go up and down. Yeah. And just like we're talking about name changes or whatever, we're gonna everybody that had a name change are gonna resist it, especially when you've been when you've been losing. It's like what else? Well, I screw that name. Now let all these teams that have name change start winning. They're gonna be yelling, Commanders, let's go. Donnell Rawlings joining us. He he'll, he an earthquake coming to the Masonic Cleveland Auditorium Friday, September 23rd. That's this Friday, 8 p.m., MasonicCleveland.com, slash events, slash earthquake. What's your favorite city to tour in? The one that pays me the most money. (laughs) (laughs) Cleveland paying well? I don't need to be in Tahiti getting minimum wage. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'll just say I've worked hard enough that whenever I'm on a bill, I'm getting probably more than fair wage. So I'm excited. That's only because – Fans support me, you know. Like I detach my, I do things in Hollywood every so often. But the the the, the, the people that I connect with the most are the people that's been consistently supportive of me for thirty years. So do, do you I find really, that your comedy fans, not just comedy fans in general, but the fans that actually go out, they pay to see you, not like when you were say a feature or whatever, like that they come out and see you. Do you find them to be unique from city to city, or are your fans your fans no matter? Well, where you have access to them. No, it's just, I know this is crazy. It's a certain, like now, it's one thing to say, we got a comedy show. You don't know who's going to be on the bill. But if you, if I put my name down on, on something, now it's usually people that know me from something that was really good. Something Maybe it's Disney's Soul, maybe it's Chappelle show. But I noticed that my fans, like, they really got a love for me. And I, could, I can feel now that I'm starting to get people to, like, Yo, I saw you 15 years ago. I saw you 20 years ago. I knew it. I'm so happy. Like, it's just like they all, like, getting to come to see me. And, like, my fans are really, really supportive of me because they know how hard I've been working and how consistent I've been working my entire career. There's not too many people that can say, 
Gavin saw me had a bad night. Not being cocky, but I just care enough to put 100%. And every time I get up to the plate, I'm trying to get a home run. I'm never going to sell anybody short. I'm always going to put every effort to, like, blow the stage up. Did hearing from all the fans everywhere you go, I'm rich, bitch, did it ever get old? It never got old. It got um, it's some. It, it was a weird situation sometimes. I'll give you a quick story. So I was in Abu Dhabi a couple of years ago, and I was there with some really, really wealthy people, like uh, uh, owners of like franchises and stuff. Mm-hmm. A good friend of mine is a very successful person. I was invited on that, and so we going around. And nobody's really giving me shout outs. I'm with these billionaires. Nobody's really shouting me out. I'm on some like chill. Okay, whatever. And these two Arab guys just recognized me out of nowhere. They was like, "Oh my God." It's him. It's him. And the billionaire is like, it's who? Right? And it was like, it's him. Oh, my God. Can you picture? Like, okay. And then they looked at me and one of them said, man, just say it, please, man. Just say it one time. And I'm looking at the company. I'm keeping all these billionaires. And they wanted me to say, they wanted me to say, I'm rich, bitch. Right? But I couldn't do it. I did like this. I said, I'm rich, bitch. I had to whisper. <laughs> They said, what did you say? I said, I said, I'm rich, bitch. And that's the only thing. But, I mean, to be able to say that uh, a team part of, a, a unit I was a part of created one of the most iconic catchphrases in the history of comedy, it's easy for people to be like, well, I've done so much other stuff, but it's so hard to be recognized as anything. If you connect with me on anything I've ever done, I appreciate it. I embrace it, and I don't, um, I don't get upset. How long have you been in entertainment? 30 years. What's your favorite project you've ever worked on? Um, the, the one that I get, the, the favorite, it's, it's two. Um, HBO's The Wire, because at that time I was a young actor that didn't know what I was doing yeah. or whatever, and I was lucky enough to associate with people like Clark Peters and Tasha Smith that kind of took me under my wings, like kind of coached me, and I don't even have got the audition. That, I felt like I was going to, I was moving to a different direction, not just being pigeonholed as a stand-up, but as a dramatic actor, some people saw something in me. And then, of course, the Chappelle show, because, you know, that, that was a part of that. I was a part of something that, that it came, up, came along in a time in comedy where it was like, what's new? We want to change. Um, I was working with a good friend of mine. And, like, every week I felt like we were creating history and, like, comedy goal. And 18 years later, as much as people want to say, are you ever going to get tired of hearing about this whatever, but... I just was a part of something fire. And things like that don't come all the time. So what am I going to do? Like, yeah, I've done so much in my career, and I have. But at the same time, I don't want to take away um, the history that we made. So that's my thoughts. So I, I, I got to wonder, I know this is old news for you, but our fans might be hearing this for the first time. But when uh, when you hear for the first time that uh, Chappelle has decided he's uh, going to forego the cash and just not continue doing this unbelievably popular show where everybody is – seriously making a lot of money uh what were your thoughts i didn't feel that way because we, everybody wasn't seriously making a lot of money <laughs> everybody know anybody know the business for two years to prove yourself you know what i'm saying they give you a certain amount with a little skinny budget prove yourself and then when those numbers flip then you can c- command more but it wasn't we didn't get to that part of the season yet and then the thing about it for me like it didn't really disturb me that much because the popularity that we received from the Chappelle Show, myself, Bill Burr, and Charlie Murphy, we were on the road making the most money we ever made doing this. Not to say it was, like, millions, but when we did the I'm Rich Bitch tour, 
if all of our careers, that probably was the most money we ever made consecutively, like consistently. And going back into filming a Chappelle show, we had to stop our tour. So when we first um, found out that he wasn't going to be there for a couple, we thought it was going to be short-lived. We was like, yes, we get to go make money. Right? <laughs> and it was like, wait a minute, he's never coming back, right? But we always knew what it did for each one of our career in regard to uh, being on the playing field, getting the platforms, and everybody needs a break. Everybody needs a place where you can see them. And then you take that and you continue on, and you can keep doing what you're doing and take that out. It was a moment. It was a moment in time. It was history. I'm not angry at anybody. If it wasn't for that show, who knows how people would have been introduced to Donnell. But that show was a big part of people getting to see me as a comedic talent. So I believe that it's always so easy for people to get spoiled in this game, bro. Well, I can't do this and everything. Then you got to ask yourself. you got to ask yourself. A good friend of mine, this comedian named Just June, older woman, RP, she passed away some years ago. She said, Donna, what's your dream as a comic? And I had a simple dream. The most old comics at that time. I want my own sitcom. I want to live the dream. She said, you know what? We are living the dream. Every day you get to wake up, make your own schedule, you work for yourself, and you get to make money off of a God-given, God-given talent, you are living the dream. And we can never lose sight of that, ever. Uh, if somebody would have told young Donnell not only that you have reached the heights that you've reached, but that some of your friends, Bill Burr, Joe Rogan, and uh, obviously Dave Chappelle, that all three of them would be the biggest names, not just in comedy, but in entertainment. In 2022, who would have surprised you the most? None of them. Not, none, none of them? them. And none of them would have surprised me as getting to that level because I saw the raw talent in all those people when they... You go to a comedy show, you see a way certain people move it, you feel like, oh, they can't be stopped. They are on fire. You only know good things are going to happen. Even when Bill Burr was on tour, where he was a feature for me on his tour, and um, I, I, there was no way for me not to see Bill Burr about to be a mega star. But it was just like this. This was the level he was right now for that moment. Even when we did that tour, he was a feature. But I knew he was a superstar. And when we did that tour, we didn't need Bill Burr because he wasn't selling any tickets at that time. He just was a great popping. And it was my decision to say, I could have been cheap, like, oh, I can get somebody in the background to fill another spot in City from Spell Show. Animal and give these a show, give these people a show they'll forget, remember forever and ever. Nobody that you name is a surprise or a shock to me. I saw Kevin Hart's work ethic when he came from Philly and then he was going from doing the Chitlin Black Circuit to the mainstream, which is such a hard adjustment for some black comics because you got to, it's a different game you play. You got to hang around sometime and don't get paid. You got to get a referral from people. You got to do all these things. I saw that happening with Kevin Hart when he used to come and do the black rooms and then go do the mainstream rooms, and he was a workhorse. I saw in him that he's going to outwork everybody. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, him as a, being, a, being a talent back from Fear Factor to having the mindset to be a producer, to be an innovator that wants to try something at, 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 and make it grow and blow. Whenever you hear about Joe Rogan, you ask somebody on the podcast where, what do you want to be? Um, I want to be like Joe Rogan. You want to be Joe Rogan now. 
But you don't want to be Joe Rogan where everybody's like, you're crazy. Mm. You waste your time. Nobody's going to watch it. You don't want to be that then. You want to be Joe Rogan now. You don't want to be Joe Rogan 25 years ago. You don't want to be Joe Rogan where everybody slammed the door in your face and you said, they said, get out of here and controlled you. You want to be Joe Rogan now. Can't be Joe Rogan without putting the Joe Rogan work in it. Can't be Kevin Hart without putting Kevin Hart work in it. You can't be Bill Burr without putting the Bill Burr work in it. Donnell, we can't thank you enough for the time. Dude, again, this is great. We got to do this again. Then, yes. you can, then you can tell us who shouldn't have blown up, who, who didn't have the <laughs> no, talent. No, you know what? Yeah, it's so interesting you say that because there's different ways to gauge people now. And a problem with a lot of older guys is not understanding how people are using social media to, 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 in their benefit, to benefit them. You can sit around and be mad all you want, but that's just the way of the world. And even though we have some people that aren't as talented as other people, mm. but there's a, something to be said about a person that has to work ethic to be, become a YouTube sensation. You just don't do one video with that. That's a commitment. So it's different le- levels of gauging what success is now. And the person that can understand, like, I've got old school ethics or whatever. I, I, I work like that, but at the same time, here's a shortcut. And if I can put them together, it's going to be it's, – nowadays, anybody can make themselves famous. Take advantage of it. All right, Donnell just trashed Hannah Gatsby at the end of our interview. <laughs> Yo, shut up. Yo, you better shut up, man. That's Dave and, that's Dave and her beef. I ain't got nothing to do with that. That's <laughs> my old beef, bro. <laughs> Masonic Cleveland Auditorium this Friday, September 23rd, 8 p.m. MasonicCleveland.com slash events slash earthquake. Donnell Rawlings and Earthquake coming to town this Friday, 8 p.m. Donnell, thank you for oh, the time. I got another question. What? The Slimin open on Saturday. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, I will be there. <laughs> you won't be disappointed, I promise. Oh, I know. I'm taking some friends on Friday. I- I've been telling people about this damn sandwich forever, so that's my first stop when I touch down. Fantastic. Fantastic. Donnell, thank you. All right, All right bro. <laughs> See ya. Donnell Rawlings uh, on the podcast. Back with the podcast on Thursday, brought to you by Extend Technologies. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.